Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Uh, of course, as always, it's good to be back on another podcast, isn't it, Pastor Corey? Yes, it is, Tim. I can t- I can sense the enthusiasm. I am distracted. You're a little Tim. distracted I'm, I'm right now. I'm trying to focus I'm, in right now. I'm, right, I'm feeling a little bit uh, like I'm not giving you the attention you're getting, deserve. Exactly. Okay. I mean, seriously. I'm sorry. sorry. Multitasking is not my gift. <laughs> um, I don't think multitasking is good. What do you think, Tim? <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Okay, that's not yeah. the topic for today. No. Our topic for today would be the Psalms, and in particular, a certain Psalm. Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Psalm yeah. 139, yes. yes. The first 12 verses, I'm, we are um, considering psalms for the next few months, really. Yeah. Let's see, We are. this is the first day of May. Welcome to, is this May Day? It is. Is yes. that a communist thing? I don't remember. Okay, well, anyway. Maybe. A big shout out to Darlene, who is a regular listener. Just, oh, yeah. Thanks, uh, shifted Darlene. Shifted yeah. gears there, but... Uh, happy May Day to her. Happy May Day, Darlene. <laughs> Thank you for being a faithful listener. And, it's Tracy's mom's birthday, too. I don't know if she listens, though. I, I have never re- received a comment from her that she has. I know. That's sad. Yeah. So... But yeah, Darlene is a faithful listener, yeah, and, and we're we appreciate for that. her. Yes, and yes. we appreciate all the faithful listeners. Yes, all four. <laughs> okay, so we've done our small listeners joke, small listener amount appreciation. of appreciation. Yes. Yeah, we do appreciate our listeners. Were we, we going to give away a gift or something? Yeah, we haven't figured. You have it a out can yet. of root beer have, over there. I, Maybe I, we could. <laughs> I, but but I opened it, you know, oh, and I took a, a drink, bummer. so it's not much of a gift. That's a bummer. Um, we neither of us have offered a book. That would be cool if we had. We could that would be give cool. it away. Maybe someday. I guess we made the spiritual growth plan. but We, we gave people, those away. We gave them away, and if you listen to this show, you probably already have one. Yeah. I wonder how people are doing with their spiritual growth plan. I should do a quarterly check-in. We should do that, yeah. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. So we got about, there were more than 50 people out there yeah. with spiritual growth plans, and yeah, yeah who knows? I need to check in on... I'm focused on that. Okay, uh, so we are talking about Psalms. Yeah, because like you said, we're starting a new series in the Psalms <laughs> so well that will carry us through the summer, pretty much. Because this is May, and, I said. Uh, yep, this and is May. And that's when I got a track. Yep. And then Can you believe that he got off track? May, June, July, August, and into it's September. Into September, yeah. We are going to be doing Psalms with yeah. some breaks. Yeah. Some punctuated breaks, like uh, Tim will preach a couple of times during that period, hopefully. Hey, folks, looks like I'm going to be preaching a couple times during that period. How exciting you for everybody. You knew that. You knew that. It's not on the schedule yet, but there's some <laughs> gaps in the there schedule. There are some gaps, and usually yeah. I fill those. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's great. So we're looking forward to this. You did a great this job. Series. This uh, previous Sunday, Tim preached um, and on the resurrection and the life from John 11. It's good. Solid. I got my notes right here. Took a lot of notes. Goodness. You yep. filled up a couple pages yeah, there. Yeah, I did. I did. Yes, Pastor Corey gets extra credit for all yeah, the note-taking. I, I didn't fill out a communication card this week. Though. I noticed that. Um, I should have. I should have I should have filled it out and complimented you about your hair or the sermon or both. Or, yes. Yeah. So Folks, anyway. you should, you should uh, if only for the first few minutes, go check out the recording that's online. <laughs> oh, did you, did you get uh, so, audio from... I got I got audio from Bishop Place okay. um, when I was there because we had a recording snafu last week. I mean that hasn't happened in forever. I don't know what happened, 
but it didn't record anything. So I recorded at Bishop Place. I uploaded it. I told the same goofy story. Um, you know, perhaps not as well as I told it here in the morning at the church. I don't know. But but everybody had a good laugh at my expense uh, on, on Sunday. And it's worth listening to that for a little laugh. But then you should stick around and dig into that John uh, text about the resurrection and the life. And and hopefully, after you do that and spend some time in the scripture, you'd you'd feel uh, blessed uh, and maybe have learned a thing or two. That'd be good. So it was a good good scripture. It was. I enjoyed preaching that, and uh, yeah, but it was now we're, very hopeful. Yeah, that's very good. hopeful. Hope is good. Hope is very good. Hope in a world yeah. like ours is. Oh very man, good, so, sometimes yeah. you just feel like you're getting anti hope. What is anti hope, Tim? Like despair oh, yeah. maybe yes um and and you know that segues nicely into our that, song it's it's our song, so well it's almost like we it's set almost like this we up planned that transition mm-hmm. yes <coughs> psalm 139 maybe not what you would think of for a resurrection text but if you want to talk about hope man this psalm is awesome so um the psalm series we're going to be looking at psalms i got to pick them so i picked yeah. ones that have that have been impactful in my life. And um, Psalm 139 has really encouraged me, given me hope in dark times. Um, and and so we're, we're going to look at it over the course of a few weeks here. But all the Psalms coming up are ones that have personally impacted me. But I really hope you out there listening and, and our church uh, body at large will dive into all the Psalms and who knows which ones God will uh, speak to you from? I yeah. don't know. Do you have a favorite song, Tim? Is there one that jumps out to you that you go to a lot or pray from Gosh, a lot? I had not really thought about that. I, I, Psalm 8 is one that comes to mind as a favorite. I really, I, so much of Psalm 139, it just will pop into my head mm-hmm. at different times. Mm-hmm. Just just certain phrases or, or whatever. And, right. And, and, I don't. I guess I don't want to give it all away. You know, well, maybe but, we should. But maybe we should read the read, first twelve yeah. verses that are the focus this week and move from there. But there's some really uh, rich. It's a really rich text. It and, is. And what I love about the Psalms too is that sometimes, uh, sometimes it hits you differently. You know, every time you go back to it and you read it, depending on what your situation is or something like that, you can have a different experience. And so. Um, there's some really good stuff in here and we're going to focus on those first 12 verses this week and then take another chunk, you know, after that. But why don't you read for us, uh, Pastor Corey, these first 12 verses of Shall do. Do you, do you have a preference of, uh, of versions? I think we should just stick to the one we usually use. Really? Okay. Um, Okay. All right. Sounds good. The ESV is what we usually use. Okay. The English standard version. I, all the versions, all the good standard versions are are good. That that was all not, the good that standard was, that versions. Was, that are wasn't good. worth saying. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, you said it I and did. It's I was trying. I was trying to say something deeper than that. Like you, you, you know, comparing Psalms is is uh, between translations is a good thing because sometimes um, you'll get a little more sense of the meaning of something. So anyway, because they're poetry, you yeah, know, and. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that it won't change the meaning, but it will help you understand it better. 
I'll, I'll give an example as we talk about it. Yeah. Let's just dive in. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. All right, so that's Psalm 139, verses 1 through 12. That's about halfway through, um, uh, but we're going to just consider those 12 verses today. So... um, this is an awesome, rich section, as you've already said. It, it It's rich in what we might call theology or understanding of God, but mm. not just in an academic sense of understanding concepts of God or about God, uh, but I think in a relational sense, really being understood personally as persons, as human beings, by God. That's that's what this psalm has become for me, that, that, that God actually knows me, knows my thoughts, knows my location, knows my my hurts and and my struggles, um, that we are known, um, that part of our identity is, um, is this, what we're hearing in the psalm, that we are not disconnected creatures from other beings or from uh, from the the maker of this universe, and in fact, we're intimately connected, and we can feel really disconnected at times. Um, does anybody understand me? Does anybody see me? Does anybody know what I'm going through? And Psalm 139 addresses all of that, I think. But but there's so much here. Uh, we've had a good Bible study or two about this this week already. What what is, what is jumping out to you about these first 12 verses, Tim? Well, you know, somebody, I think somebody in our men's Bible study mentioned it as we were reading through these verses, but just um, some of the maybe uh, similarities to things that were expressed by, or should have been expressed by, by Jonah when we went through the Jonah study um, not that long ago. Um, you know, where can I, you know, where can I flee from your presence? You know, Jonah tried to flee from his presence, and there's this, but, but God is everywhere, and and he knows where we are, and uh, if I if I ascend to the heaven, you're there, and if I go to the depths of Sheol, which uh, Jonah talked about kind of going, you know, when he was down in the belly of the fish to the gates of Sheol, um, you know, even there, you know, God is with him, and, and so just this, 
I don't know, that's just one of the things that kind of sticks out to me, too, uh, during the study that we had earlier this week. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So there is that, that Jonah connection, or um, at least for us who have been studying Jonah and thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think another thing that was pointed out that's really good is, okay, God appears to know where we're at or is able to be with us where wherever we go as you just mentioned that can be really encouraging or if you're like jonah maybe that's really challenging Mm -hmm. so if you're in a place where um you are disobeying god or 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 being strongly tempted to disobey god uh, knowing that god is right there with you might be a very convicting thought yeah which is yeah. yeah Which is also Un- good. That's yeah, not bad. Good, but uncomfortable when you're right. in the midst of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. But good, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think this this truth about God's presence of His Spirit, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really good. Um, what kind of God do we have, I guess, is one of the big questions oh, yeah. we can ask, right? And then... What kind of creatures are us? That's another big question we can ask. Um, so when we ask, when we ask, what kind of God is there? That I think that's one of the bigger questions a human being can ask. Um, what kind of question would you call that, Tim? What kind of God do we have? That's a, that's like maybe that's theology one hundred one question question big, of deep theological okay. question. So yeah. do we have a God that cares? Do we have a God that knows? Do we have a God that is all, all powerful do we have a god that that intervenes or not um what kind of god do we have and as mm. as david is reflecting on this and praying and we believe moved by the spirit he's saying man the god that i've experienced and the god i want to share with you is a god that that knows me has searched me out um uh, not just has information about me so not a cold distant disconnected god but a God who really searches me out and really truly knows me uh, doesn't just have information about my location, like the CIA, right. like Alexa probably oh. is tracking. Oh, oh no! Oh, 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 oh no! We just said her name, <laughs> and she, so now the CIA is tracking us. But uh, you know, we're not known by God just by our GPS coordinates. But it, it, the language here is you search out, like mm, He cares. Yeah. He is a caring, searching out God, and before we even speak, He's uh, He's knowing. Meaning he's like uh, closer than a lover in a sense that he he can finish our sentences, but also he could start our sentences, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's pretty deep, right? I mean, so what kind of God do we have? A God that really knows our our thoughts, a, a God who really cares. Um, and so we can't really ever be disconnected from this God, but we might we might feel disconnected from this God. Mm. Um, so uh, David's reaction is after considering some of these things in the first five verses, he says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. We didn't really dive into this in Bible study, but, you know, it's just just this exclamation. Man, this is just so great. I can't really, can't really fathom it. Yeah, I can't really take it all in. Take it all in. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, mm. you, that inability to process who God is should we should we be able to 
take it all in if if there's a God well, like this. Um, well, one of the things I was just thinking about as my mind took a little rabbit trail was that uh, a lot of times in our in our society in our discussions we like uh, we like to limit God in terms of who He is and uh, to very narrow, uh, very um, very sh- I, maybe shallow is a good way to describe it view of who God is when when we don't allow Him to be as complex as even we are as humans, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of how we behave and act and, and right. the emotion that we have and things like that. And, and in Psalm 139, as I've been reading it, I kind of see a, a, multi-dim- a, a multi-dimensional God, you know, a really big God. Right. <laughs> That's certainly uh, with with many facets, and sometimes they seem to conflict with what or who, who we think God should be. And, right. And... Uh, but if we had a God we could understand, he, you know, understand everything, if we could understand everything about him, probably not really a God worthy of worship. Um, God is so extraordinarily beyond all that we can, you know, imagine that I, I you know, I, I like, I'm comfortable living with the mystery and the, I don't know. I don't know everything about God, right? Um, and I and I think that's an important part of what David's wrestling with there is just that God is huge, and you know He's this and He's this, and I don't understand it all <laughs> right. or how it works together. But um, yeah, it's just too much, you know, too and much that, to kind of take. I think take it all that in. I agree. It's just it's good news that that God is um, too much to comprehend. Um, the Passion Translation, which is a newer translation that's out. Um, you can find it on the Bible app and other places. Uh, but verse 6, he says, This is just too wonderful, deep, and incompre- incomprehensible. And that's mm-hmm. not a good literal translation, uh, but it, it, it's a good translation of, of the sense of the... The sentiment or yeah. what's behind the words. Yeah. yeah. Um, the The King James says... Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Man, much like uh, the ESV, it's, it's high, I cannot attain it. And so who are we as beings? Who are we as creatures is the other question. We're, we're creatures that can know God to the degree that he's revealed himself to us. And yet we are limited in how much we can know God. So, you know, asking this big question, who is God? God is someone greater than our imaginations and is a caring God who searches us out and wants to be known and yet admitting our limitations and our identity is is um, is partly that we are limited, right? We, we cannot fathom the entirety of uh, his goodness. Um, nowhere near. So... Um, I think these things are important to think about, and and um, I'm not going to preach a sermon on Sunday that's going to give you a migraine, you know, thinking about deep concepts. I think uh, my my approach is going to be uh, fairly practical and encouraging. Uh, how how do you take these deep ideas and then really plow them into your life and make a difference? Mm. Um, I think that that's why the Psalms were written to to encourage us and and instruct us. Uh, for daily living Um, so like just to apply verse 11 to that point um, 
if I say, surely the darkness shall follow me. It's almost like the psalmist is saying, here's an application, okay? Uh, we've talked about there's nowhere you can run from God. Even Jonah should have known that, right? Uh, so if you get to a point where you say, well, my darkness is too great. Um, the, my darkness can, is just going to overwhelm me. Aha! Well, what do we know about God? We know that God is greater than that. And even even the darkness will not be greater than God. So this... Yeah. This this deep thing that we can feel at times that can feel like it's seizing us or taking a hold of us, this despair or depression that we experience as beings, uh, you know, uh, as human beings, we feel disconnected or, or our relationships feel broken, and it's it's part of our fragile nature. Um, but the psalmist is saying, remember, in the midst of that, that that darkness cannot overcome God. And as you were pointing out in the discussion earlier, because the darkness is really just an apparent absence of something. It's not a... Darkness is not the presence of something. It's the absence of, of, of light. But I would also say, in our human experience, it's the apparent absence of something, meaning mm -hmm. that we the light might be right there, but we might just have our eyes or our hearts shut out to it. Mm, yeah, you know? Yeah. And... and what what the psalmist is trying to say is, man, I've been there, and his light is greater uh, than any darkness. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That those verses have been so powerful to me in times of darkness, and I know to many others. That's, um, yeah. Anyway, um, who's the light, Tim? Well, you who's know, in in John's gospel, um, Jesus news. gives uh, seven I am statements, and in one of them, he says, "I am the light of the world." Jesus is the light of the world. Mm. So, uh, yeah, when, I mean, when you think about the darkness and the light in terms of that, um, I think that's real real comfort, real encouragement that you can get out of that in the darkest times that we might experience. That, you know, darkness is, is it's, it's his light to Jesus. It's his light to God because he is the light of the world. And, and, and elsewhere it says, you know, you know, the, oh, I can't remember, the darkness can't, what is the, Something can't comprehend the darkness. Uh, I'm having a brain fart. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, the darkness cannot. Anyway. Well, it says right there in, in, in Psalm 139, the darkness um, is not dark to you. Is I think it's true? just a different translation. I'm oh, thinking oh, of or oh, whatever. Okay. But, okay. but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really hopeful, you know, when, yeah. you, when you think about it. Yeah. It's with Jesus as the light and coming into the he darkness. He is the light, yeah. the light of the world. And yeah. that's who God is. He's our light. And we are, in Christ, we are people of the light. Amen. Not because we don't have struggles or darkness, but in Christ, we are people of the light. Yeah. People of hope. All right, we should end on hope. Hope's a good word. Come to church on Sunday, 9 or 11 in Palouse, Palouse uh, or one thirty in Bishop. Yes, yeah, sounds great. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to sharing the scripture with you then. Thank you all for listening. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop studio in the Rolling Hills 